This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Winnipeg striking back. It is 8-7 now. The Red Blacks leading the Blue Bombers. Three minutes left in the first quarter. CFL action tomorrow. BC, Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton. We are uh, hopeful at 7. And we'll sign on at 5.30. Sunday, Calgary and Saskatchewan. Already the second time this season, the Rough Riders have uh, hosted the Stampeders. Stamps 7-0, the Riders 3-4. And uh, that game coming a week after they said goodbye to Duran Carter in perhaps the most interesting personnel move of the season. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on Eskimos and Oilers Radio 630. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. This is uh, uh, always a fun time of the year for me because uh, the fringe gets underway. I uh, get to run the half marathon, and I get to have this guy on the show, the founder what are you, the founder, president, CEO? Well, founder, they're running around. Found, that sounds I always call you the president. <laughs> yeah, founder, not flounder, founder. Not flounder. <laughs> John Stanton is uh, is is in studio. Hey, it's great to see you again. How well, are you great, doing? Oh, great, Reed, and I'm so pleased you're running the half marathon again. It, uh, it's kind of become an annual tradition that we talk about the marathon, but it's nice when I can talk to somebody who's actually running the event as well, and this year particularly, there's so many exciting things happening this year that it, it's going to be an exciting weekend. we got the challenge of the weather and it's the air quality conditions that we're a little concerned about okay the temperature so is going to be perfect. temperature should be fine yeah temperatures yeah. the last i checked it was 10 degrees and of a low and a high of 20 degrees which is actually perfect running conditions yeah uh, the air quality is the concern right now and we're monitoring it very closely and uh we've got some contingency plans uh we're going to make an announcement at 10 o'clock tomorrow and uh, see where where we go with it but uh if we can get it down into that four or five uh temp you know reading then then it's a go and it looks like there's some winds coming in this evening and a chance of a rainstorm so if we get some, a little bit of rain and some winds uh, things should be good to go all right, so so ten tomorrow morning. So ten tomorrow morning, we'll we're going to do announcement. Uh, people can, if they're anxiously waiting, they can go to uh, edmontonmarathon.ca. It'll pop up there right at ten o'clock. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully everything is yeah. Is we're a pretty ahead. confident. I, I, yeah. Pretty, it, pretty it, uh, looks. I mean, obviously, I don't think the smoke is going to disappear. No. But no. there's safer levels. Well, that's right. There's a delicate balance that as an organizing committee we have, we want to make it sure that it's fun, it's safe, and safe is paramount. And uh, yet at the same time, we want to respect all the athletes that have been out there training hard, coming in from out of town to run the marathon, and some of them trying to qualify for Boston and what have you. And if at all possible, we want to give them the very best experience they can have. Was there an option? Because I saw a lineup today. Can people change distances? Yeah, what we've suggested, because people with respiratory problems or 
COPD or, or uh, you know, lung or heart conditions who are running, and many of them do run today, you know, then they can, uh, we've called it upgrade, where they can transfer free of charge. So if they're in the marathon and would like to maybe upgrade to the half marathon or go from the half marathon to the 10K, mm-hmm. or even from the marathon down to the 5K, we're going to allow them to do that. There's no transfer fee, and uh, they'll still get a T-shirt, they'll still get their medal, and, and uh, this way they can, you know, so much of it comes back to the athlete. The athlete trains and listens to their body, and that's how they get to the start line. And during the race, they, we're encouraging them to listen to their body, adjust their intensity and the duration. And when we talk to the medical people, they tell us that two things to be concerned about is duration and intensity. So if somebody was planning on running the marathon, if they cut it back to the 10K or half marathon, that may be a wise move to, to do. Or if they're, they're going to run the distance, the half marathon, maybe it's the day not to go out and try to set that personal best, but go out and depending on the conditions, decide then what kind of intensity you're going to run at. You know, it's interesting with with these uh, conditions because you, you know it's I, I I ran on Wednesday, yeah, and I decided to run in slip. The Wednesday was the, the really worst, bad day, yes, and I, yeah. I went into the Commonwealth Rec Center, and you could still yeah sense it in the air there. But I, I did a run anyway because I wanted to get something in. But so is is that the the, the safest option then? Just you know, don't don't push it. Be even more yeah, aware be, of... be more cautious. It's uh, you know, there's particles in the air, and that's what you got to be careful of. And you know, most runners who are undertaking the half or full marathon are in pretty good shape and and have good health. Uh, so, but if there are runners who have respiratory issues, then certainly they should talk to their physician, their care physician, and and say, is it okay for me to run? And if they do decide to run, then they need to really be attuned to their bodies and adjust that intensity and it's not the day to go out and set a personal record or try to qualify for Boston or something go out and enjoy the process uh, you know there's so much excitement around this year's event we've got the Loyal Edmonton Regiment is uh, sponsoring the 10k and if you were down picking up your kit you saw the military yep. there and you saw their weaponry and what have you and the Loyal Edmonton Regiment has a long history in Edmonton of uh, with the World War One and World War Two when they came back and flew their battle colors after the war, they marched in in Edmonton down Jasper Avenue, the same route that the 10K is going to go down and back. Uh, You know, we have some famous Edmonton heroes, Alex Dakota, who was the first Aboriginal police officer, first uh, Aboriginal uh, motorcycle officer, went to the Olympics as an athlete, and unfortunately, you know, was killed in a a battle with the Loyal Edmonton Regiment at Passchendaele. So, I mean, he's he's part of Edmonton's history, and and this event is part part of Edmonton's history too you know when when the mayor was down at at our press conference you know he said this is truly an Edmonton event you know it involves the citizens of Edmonton the volunteers that that make it happen we've got all kinds of sponsors that are involved we've got the loyal Edmonton regiment that's there when they've got military you saw the equipment they had and yep. it's a chance for people not only to get up and close and personal to meet that soldier and find out that soldier could be your neighbor uh, who's this professional soldier but you also get a chance to crawl over some of the vehicles that they have and the weaponry there, and uh, I got to hold an anti-tank rifle, and <laughs> I thought, wow, that's the first time I've had that. That's a little right. bigger than my 22. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
John Stanton joining us in studio, founder of the Running Room. Of course, the Edmonton Marathon goes Sunday. And what's going on tomorrow? There's the, the well, fun tomorrow, run the, and some the, other stuff. Yeah, the, the big thing is uh, the expo opens at nine o'clock. There'll be a lot of people down there, and uh, there's a chance to go around and talk to the other suppliers there and some of the fitness people. There's uh, a chance to learn CPR if you want to learn that mm-hmm. while you're there. Uh, there's uh, the virtual uh, Cirrus uh, uh, have a uh, uh, service has the uh, virtual marathon, so you can actually put on a pair of virtual uh, uh, lenses and, and oh, run geez. the marathon. So <laughs> some crazy. people who have never sort of, they're down there with their significant other, and they're, what's a marathon like? Well, they get to see the course through the eyes of a marathoner. So it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a hit with people. Uh, you know, New Balance is there, and they've got a chance to, you know, try out all their new shoes and do foot assessments and what have you. So it's, it's, it's just a fun atmosphere, and we're going to do a friendship run at 10 o'clock, uh, just after we do the announcement, uh, we've got uh, myself and Rachel Hanna, who's one of Canada's leading female marathoners and half marathoners. Uh, she and I are going to lead a uh, friendship run. We're going to give them some last-minute tips and then take them out for a, a little run and get a great group shot. It's a chance for people to meet their pace bunnies, and pace bunnies yep. are the pacers that are running, and if people haven't been in a race and haven't seen the pace bunnies, they're people who can run at a significantly faster pace, but they're going to be running there at, at a pace, and they'll they'll be wearing a set of rabbit ears uh, yep. with the, the <laughs> pace that they intend on run. And if you want to break two hours, you'd hook up with the two-hour pace bunny, as an example, and they're going to be there. And so there's a whole bunch of excitement. A lot of our elite athletes are going to be around. They'll be at the Friendship Run as well. People like Bernard Arzari, uh, who is a, a previous winner. We've got four previous winners that are back this oh, nice. year. And that's very odd in a race to have previous winners come back and to have four of them come back all in the same year is, is spectacular. We got Lucas McEnany in from Toronto. Lucas holds a, a personal record of 218.57. He wants to break the 218 mark so he can make the Canadian Olympic team. Uh, so we've got uh, a lot of people, a lot of excitement. They, we've got elite athletes. And then you've got the recreational athlete, the person running their very first marathon. So there's everything. It's a Boston qualifier, which is important yep. for Edmonton. Uh, it is, you know, a lot of marathons build themselves as fat, flat, and fast. And this truly is. You've run the half marathon, and you know it, it is a very fast course. And it's it's flat. It's not a lot of turns in it. it you're kind of straight out and straight back. The 10K has four turns in it. That's it. That's it, eh? And wow. there's a turnaround <laughs> and two turns in it, and that's it. So, you know, for the 10K runners trying to run a personal best time, it's going to be opportunity time to do it. So we just need that air quality to kick in because all the other... Uh, ducks are kind of lined up for a, a great weekend and a great day. Tomorrow is uh, the kids run, which is an ABC kids run. And in Canada, you know, one of our major issues is is uh, the health of our young people mm-hmm. and trying to in- encourage physical activity. Well, the ABC run is a run, jump, throw uh, series of, of events that they do, and it's culminated with a little 2K run. Uh, the kids get the same medal that the marathoners get uh, if they complete that. So it, it's really a highlight. And, and uh, for a photo op, it's great to see these little uh, kids out there coming across the finish line, getting their medal. And, uh, you know, some of the medals almost as big as they are. And right. uh, <laughs> You know, the other highlight, and, I, and I've talked to a, a lot of people, and a lot of the highlight is they found out that when they cross the finish line this year, who's going to give you the medal but a soldier in uniform. Oh, really? And and a lot of people said, hey, that's going to be very wow, cool. That's cool. So yeah. it's a chance to literally get up and not only, you know, get to run alongside the soldiers, 
Uh, you know, we've got uh, Master Corporal from the Edmonton Regiment running. We've got uh, Brigadier General running, who's in, in charge of divi- the division. He's out there running as well. So, I mean, you've got a whole plethora of, of events going on. It's going to be truly a, a good weekend. We've got aid stations and water stations and uh, bleachers at the finish line. Because of the figure eight configuration of the marathon, as an example, you can stay at the start line, see them start, see them come back at the halfway point and be at the finish line and never leave a, a position that you've That's been right. in. That's right. So for families going down, it's it truly is a family community event. And what's amazing is people will get out there and discover the neighbor that they, hey, I didn't know you were a marathoner. Or you may find a reservist who's in the Army as a reserve person and, and say, well, I thought you worked for ESSO. I didn't realize right. you were a reservist. <laughs> That's true. And here are these, are these professional part-time soldiers. And, and it's a chance to meet them and discover what they're doing. And they're serving Canada. They're serving it for an ultra purpose. And, and uh, they're professional. Professional soldiers are highly trained. You get to crawl all over their equipment and see some of the toys they get to play with. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You know, they have a mortar there that you can actually get close to and, and uh, the anti-tank rifle and automatic weapons and what have you. So it's a chance to see that stuff and, and see what they train for and, and how they prepare. And they're going to be there at the finish line to make sure you're welcomed in Edmonton style. Uh, John, I, I'm going to put you to work here after the break. You're going to help sure. me interview our next guest. Okay. Because uh, Ken Davison's about to uh, to run his 100th marathon on Sunday. John Stanton from the running room is in studio, and we do this every year as well. He's going to stick around until about 7.45. So if you have any questions about running, issues you've had, some, something you want to know, maybe you're thinking about getting into it yeah. or, or you want to get better, you can fire those to 6.30, 6.30 as well. We're coming right back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, there's the man ready for game number 100 tomorrow. Eskimos hosting the Alouettes. It'll kick off at 7. Our coverage will start at 530. Uh, announcement at noon tomorrow from the CFL and the Eskimos and the Alouettes about the game as they keep an eye on the uh, weather conditions. And we have John Stanton in studio, founder of The Running Room. Announcement at 10 tomorrow morning about uh, Sunday's marathon, half marathon, 10K and and 5K all uh, centered around the Shaw Conference Center. So uh, you can keep an eye on edmontonmarathon.ca and, of course, here on 630 Chet. Well, Ken Davison is set to go. He's going to join us now. Ken, you're on with John and Reed. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good, Reed. Thank you for having me. Good to hear you, Ken. Haven't seen yeah. you for at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are old buddies. So who's Who's faster? <laughs> Oh, I think John would be a <laughs> yeah, But you've run longer. Anyway. You've run longer, Kenny, and you've got me. I've only run 61 marathons. I'm a mere rookie compared to you at 100. <laughs> yeah, you were faster than we used to run out of Harley Park <laughs> years ago. Ken, we wanted to have you on the show. You, you've you been doing a few of these interviews lately. It's It's your 100th marathon Sunday morning. Do you remember the first one? Oh, yeah. That was in uh, Kamloops in 1980. And ran it in a pair of tennis shoes because there was no real running scores around that time. And uh, I had these nice white uh, tennis shoes with the green flash on them. I thought they were really good for running. So <laughs> we were down in Kamloops and we signed up for the marathon. And halfway through that, I got so many blisters. I was so glad to see the finish line. I thought that was going to be the first and last marathon ever. 
Why did you want to do it? What got you into running and, and then captivated you to want to do the marathon distance, Ken? Uh, I used to play a lot of soccer, and uh, some weeks, like half the team, a couple of boys, like never showed up, and then you end up uh, shooting the ball and trying to beat the goalkeeper all the time. And it got a bit boring, so there was a race down Rundle Park, and I went over and was watching that and talking to the organizers, and they told me, why don't you come down to the general meeting? We got our meeting on Thursday, so I went down there and got to talk to some of the runners, and they were seemed really nice and they told me well come down Sunday and uh, the Kingsman and uh, we'll go out for a run so I did that and then I just uh, just got hooked on it so John when did you meet Ken do you remember yeah I do Ken and I met at uh, Horlack Park we used to run out at Horlack Park that's before the running room before and, you uh, started the yeah, running room before wow. we started the running room and Ken and I would uh, meet at Horlack Park and you know we, we weren't uh, as organized where we can in those days we kind of met and everybody met and got out of their cars and particularly in the wintertime you got out of your car and uh, you went around we used to run around Horlack Park which was uh, about a little over a mile around the park and then head up the hill and the the routine was we'd all stick together till we got to where the hill is and then it was like a free-for-all everybody took <laughs> off and it was whoever could be king of the mountain and get back to the uh, that's Emily the, Murphy. That's Emily. Oh, that's Murphy. just yeah. a wonderful hill. Yeah. right in the middle of the 15k on Canada Day yeah. too. Yeah. And I remember coming back one day in the winter time, <laughs> and I got back to my car, and I started my car, and I was driving out, and very proud that I was one of the first ones back. And then I thought, this is kind of dumb. I could drive all the way down here <laughs> to run with other people, but we don't actually run together. And that's really what culminated the whole idea of the group run. Is uh, we started the group run and the various pace groups, and Kenny was part of that when we first started, and we we did a lot of running together there and then we ran the Jasper Vamp Relay which yep. was an iconic race in its day and Ken and I ran it many times and uh, became good friends and have been friends ever since then. Ken uh, how old are you now? Uh, 73. Uh, and how many so you started in 1980 so you're doing over well well over two marathons a year. Do you, do you try to space them out? Have you ever done back-to-back -back weekends or what's the frequency? Uh, in 2000, I did six that year because I just uh, I wanted the medals with the 2000 on it for Millennium. And then I used some of them runs, like the first run I trained for, and then the second one was kind of like a, a long run to f fall into the third run. And then the next one I trained for, and then the next one was a long run to fall into the fifth and sixth marathon. I used to, one of the, some of the marathons like as my last long run. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah, well, where uh, have you run all around the world? I mean, obviously you you know you live in Short Park and you're doing Edmonton, but have you have you gone all around the world to run? No, 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 not all around. We went to uh, we're in New York in '89. It was a nice race, and uh, I'm really proud of that finisher's medal because it's got the twin towers on it. Oh wow! And uh, it's, it's it's a real sort of souvenir one because they don't they don't put the twin towers on the finisher's medal now in New York. We did New York, and then we did London, and then uh, we did Belfast about seven times. And we've done, we went down to Vegas with a group from Sherwood Park quite a few times when we ran Las Vegas. And then uh, we did Fort McMurray, I think we did it 13 times. 
But he just, John, yeah. he just made it sound like he never went anywhere. <laughs> now he's listing off all these cities to run. Ken Davidson joining us. Uh, marathon number 100 Sunday morning here in Edmonton. Uh, Ken, we're, we're getting a bit short on time. First of all, uh, Maurice, who says he worked with you at Atco Gas, says congratulations. He texted that in. So That's hopefully you nice. remember Maurice. Yep. And uh, you got to tell people, what's the story with the pea soup? Uh, well, I was getting cramps around the 19 miles. Every time I did a marathon, I could feel my stomach cramped up around the 19 miles. And I went back to the doctor, and he was asking me what I had, you know, before the runs. And I told him, like, uh, bits of toast, two pieces of toast and yogurt and a banana. And he says, Ken, you're running on empty. You're always running on empty. So he says, you try this. He says, I used to take this soup whenever I was running. And it was the Canadian French pea soup. He says, you try a bowl of that before you run and you'll see what difference it makes. And it made a world of difference, I'll tell you. Because there's uh, like protein in it and it, uh, it helps you from cramping. And I just run past that 30K mark now and just look at that sign and smile, you know. Well, and there's some science behind that, Ken. Uh, for people that are listening, you know, the pea soup, everybody knows about bananas because they're full of potassium. Pea soup is actually full of potassium and salt, which are two critical items for, uh, which could help prevent your cramping. So the advice you got, I believe it was from Dr. Sternberg, uh, was very sound advice and, and more. And it also made you a true Canadian. I know with your <laughs> accent, uh, but now you're a true Canadian having pea soup before the marathon. <laughs> Ken, uh, we wish you all the best. Hopefully I'll get to meet you Sunday morning or, or we'll just get you on the show again at some point. But great accomplishment. All the best with number 100. Okay, thanks very much for having me. Thank you. That is Ken Davison checking in. So he's uh, he's ready to rock and roll. So he started in 1980. Yeah. So what are we at? 38 years later. Yeah. 100 marathons and all the other yeah. runs and yeah. And, and you know he's managed to stay injury free too. And Ken has a very efficient running style. I I know we used to say Ken was kind of a shuffler, but you know because he has that nice shuffle style when he runs, uh, he's very efficient when he runs. And and because he hasn't uh, tried to uh, get too aggressive in his time goals, he's managed to have and enjoy 100 marathons under his belt, which is amazing. I want I want to get more into that stride when we get sure. back and, and he mentioned blisters too so sure. you know you're from the running room yeah. we can talk about <laughs> shoes and socks because i know okay. changing socks yeah. especially yeah. helped me a lot a few Absolutely. years ago inside sports on ched john stanton from the running room in studio this is cam talbot from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on oilers radio 630 ched for tuning in inside sports on 630 chad that little league world series game bottom of the sixth canada trailing panama 8-3 blue jays trailing the yankees 6-5 in the middle of the seventh 16-7 ottawa leads winnipeg in the cfl eight minutes left in the second quarter so uh 10 a.m tomorrow there'll be an announcement from the service edmonton marathon about uh sunday's races just if they uh need to make any uh, adjustments there because of the smoke so uh go to edmontonmarathon.ca uh you can watch the at the twitter account is 
EDM underscore marathon. That's right. And we'll we'll let Chad know too. So yeah, and Chad will know and I'll make sure to put something on our mind. So, yeah. so if uh, there are any, uh, any adjustments for Sunday, we'll let people know as quickly as possible. I'm Reed Wilkins. John Stanton is uh, is in studio, founder of The Running Room. Were you once a Canadian history teacher? No. <laughs> Somebody's that's got the wrong... Son. So that's, that's my your, son. That's your son. Yeah, that's right. There my you son, go. John Jr., and he was a high school teacher. He's now a partner in uh, the company. Well, there my you go. son, Jason. And, so, yeah. Brian... Yeah. Brian had your son as a history teacher because he was teacher. saying hello. Yeah, but it's not you. Okay, well, thanks, Brian. You made me feel really <laughs> old now. <laughs> there we go. There but we my go. son will be pleased. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. He's very proud of his days as coaching when he was in high school, and now, I mean, he's uh, intimately involved in the marathon and the organizing of it. So I don't think I've ever asked you this because yeah. your story, and we've told it, but the the short story is you weren't an overly healthy guy. No, no, At one I point was, was 230 pounds and a two-pack-a-day smoker, and Jeez. I was working in the grocery industry and uh, got into a little fun run. It was my son, John Jr., and Jason, uh, my other son, that got me into a little uh, fun well, run. So they were they were runners first? or Yeah, more, they were runners, and I'd go down maybe. and sit in the sidelines and you know have a cigarette and a cup of coffee and watch them. And then I, I, I got into a little fun run, which was 2K, and it changed my life. Then I thought, hey, this is kind of fun, and... Instead of watching their soccer from the sidelines, I started jogging around the outside of the soccer field, and pretty soon we were running 5Ks and 10Ks, and the Jasper Banff Relay uh, we ran, and, uh, so and the whole went on to run marathons going, and yeah. uh, did the Ironman a few times. That's amazing. And, yeah. What, so what, when did the running room start? 1984. 1984. So, yeah. uh, so now your sons are, is, oh, it, is it the whole family no, involved in a, some yeah, way? Yeah, it's a family business, and we, we have stores here in Edmonton and, of course, right across Canada. We're also in the Midwest in the U.S. and oh, great. Hawaii. Uh, and uh, so it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's still a family business, and we've got a group of people that have been with us. You know, people like Mike O'Dell here in Edmonton. He's been with us for 30 years, and wow. you know, a number of uh, I think we have over 20 people that have been over 20 years with us. So it's uh, truly a a family and an extended family that has made us successful. Well, well, my store is the 109th Street. Yeah. Uh, so that's where uh, you know every couple of years you got, I got to get the new <laughs> shoes or uh, or you need some some new new sock and the, the staff there is always great like there's oh, runners runners working there that's right which is not which is really nice um but you but ken mentioned tennis shoes yep. and blisters yeah and the first time i the first run i attempted was the canada today 5k <laughs> in 2009 right um and like i just wore my regular white socks yeah. and my feet were even from a 5k oh yeah we're, were, were beat up so it's yeah. des- describe those the well it's cool max material you want right. to go to and it's a it's a breathable material that keeps your foot cool uh also if you go to if you have a tendency to blister up and a lot of people when they run longer distances it's because we're sweating it's, it's perspiration in in our sweat and the salt that causes the blistering well if you wear cool max material it gets the moisture away from your foot and the double layer sock is yeah. a real key if you wear a double layer sock you won't get in uh, blisters and you'll it makes a huge difference you know it double layer socks were invented in the volleyball days you know kids playing volleyball discovered if they wore two pairs of socks they had less blisters but they were still cotton socks but now that you got cool max materials these technical fabrics are so much better uh, they wick the moisture away from your foot keep your foot dry but keep it cool in the hotter conditions so yeah yeah when I 
they switched to those double layer socks. So that just ch- changed everything. Yeah. And then yeah. you can run. You don't. You're not worrying about no. the blisters. Your feet don't feel beat up for no. days or weeks after you it run a race. Improves your performance. It, it yeah, totally for does. sure. Yep. Yep. Shoes. Um, is there? Uh, I mean, there are there are like it, you're. I'm blown away when you go into the running. Like there's yeah. so many, and I'm like, wow, what would the the difference? Do you just have to try some on well, later no, every year? Like, our our staff are trained, and actually, I've had a number of people phone and say, John, I was into the running room, and the you know the guy there or the gal there sold me a pair of shoes, and I was surprised because they sold me a hundred and forty nine dollar pair of shoes, and yet I was looking at the one eighty nine. They said, no, the one forty nine is better, and and the reason being, our our staff are trained. They take a look at your mechanics and your stride, and make sure that you're fit properly to that and uh, you know that's really key with running the most important piece of equipment is your running shoes and if you get fitted properly it's going to keep you off the injury list you're going to enjoy the sport more and you need to change them frequently you know the shoe companies and manufacturers tell us they should change the shoes every 500 miles or 800 kilometers okay so that's kind of the good rule to, to work on what I re- recommend people do is we all know about how many kilometers we run each week you know because that varies from week to week but you know okay I average you know 20 or 40 kilometers a week in the bottom of your shoe just lift the insole and rate the date you buy your new shoes and that way periodically you can check and do the math and just kind of figure am I getting up near that distance and that way if you're not keeping a log you at least know roughly when your shoes are going to be in time for a change. Well, I could tell with the shoes I had to get rid of earlier this summer because uh, there was little tears by the pinky because yeah. I think I'm getting, you know, it's sliding <laughs> forward just a little bit and all the impact. Well, that's because you're running too fast. Really. I really yeah. am too fast, John. Too <laughs> or fast. doing a lot of downhill running. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny how you say the flat and fast. And, yeah. and if you're running for the first time tomorrow or where people who have done the Edmonton course yes. here and you often train in the River Valley or some yep. sort of hill in your neighborhood, uh, you're in for a treat because well, you you know, and the thing is I find like I do Grierson Hill quite a bit oh boy so that the kilometer with Grierson Hill slows you down yeah and then you don't get your pace back for I find it takes me 500 meters to a kilometer to, then to get my pace back after doing an uphill yeah but you know the nice part about doing Grierson Hill or any of those hills is it's speed work in disguise you know when you're sure. running them <laughs> It, it is, and and that's what it does. It overloads your muscle groups. It overloads your cardiovascular group. And come race day, that pays big dividends because this is a flat and fast course, so you're not getting overloaded that way. But where people sometimes get injured or they, they you know fail to hit their target in a race is when they go from their regular pace to the pace that they're going to race on race day, they shift their weight forward. They're using different muscle groups. Well, when you shift your weight forward like that, it's much like you do when you run a hill. When you run hill you shift your weight more forward on your foot so what you're doing is you're training those muscles tendons all the soft tissue areas there and overloading your cardiovascular system so you're preparing yourself for the rigors that you're going to sustain when you run faster that's awesome the uh the stride you mentioned we had we had ken in the last half hour doing his 100th marathon on on sunday you mentioned he has kind of a shuffling stride. Yeah. You know, most people, when we try to run faster, and we've all experienced this, you've been out with somebody else and you get hooked up with somebody on a run and you're running along or you're in a group running and all of a sudden you think, uh-oh, the group's pulling away and I'm slowing down. <laughs> right. And there's that natural tendency to take a longer stride. It's almost like you're in quicksand, so you take that longer extended stride. And when your foot lands, it's landing on the heel. And what if you, if you did it in slow motion, you'd see you're actually slowing yourself 
down. The next time you get that feeling, what you need to do is think of the cyclist. What does the cyclist do when they want to pick up the pace a little bit? They gear down. So as a runner, what you want to do is gear down slightly, take a shorter, faster leg turnover. Yep. So in other words, shorten your stride and increase the leg turnover rate. If you watch Kenny Davidson run, he has a very rapid leg turnover. He doesn't have a long stride, but his leg turnover is very rapid. And that's why he's able to run at the speed that he does without taking that long kind of bounding stride that you think of in a sprinter as an example. Yeah. For a sprinter, that's okay. But for an endurance athlete running the 10K to half or full marathon, you better have the most efficient stride you possibly can have. And most people would run faster if they shorten their stride a little bit. That's I, And I, I, I learned that a few years ago. Yeah. And and that sometimes if I, you know, I'm feeling tired or, or I, I, you know, you have to have that in control feeling, yep. especially if you're going 21K. Yeah. Uh, and I found that just concentrate, compact, tight, shorter stride. Those That's are the right. words I use. Yeah. It may be different for other people. But if you think about a longer stride, that if you think about everything you need to do to wind up for that yeah. and all the more energy you're expending and everything that could go wrong, yeah. moving more, you know, then you realize like, oh yeah, speed, like longer stride doesn't mean quicker, like keep no. it under control, keep it steady, right? Well, and, and you need to have that mantra, you know, your mantra is that mine is, you know, a strong, I'm a strong, fit, powerful runner. I'm well trained for this. I can do it. That helps in overcoming the obstacle of, you know, God, how do I get entered into this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I didn't need to run another race, you know, but, but then you, you know, to think of the, like how to improve your form, think of this, think of relax, power, glide. Oh, nice. You want to be relaxed, you want to be powerful, but you want to be gliding along so that it's nice and relaxed, under control. Keeping it under control will also keep your breathing under control. The more we keep our breathing under the control, the more efficient we're going to be as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You shouldn't be huffing and puffing well, 3K no. into a marathon, right? Yeah, if you think <laughs> of the great singers, whether it be Celine Dion or your Aretha opera Franklin. singer, yeah. Aretha Franklin, you watch them, how they can carry a note and hold it, but it's because they've mastered their breathing. Musicians know it, singers know it. Runners and swimmers, swimmers know it. They learn the quickest of all athletes because they, you know, you get a mouthful of water, you, you soon learn quickly. Right. But if you learn relaxed uh, breathing and keeping your breathing relaxed and full deep breaths, you're going to run more efficiently and keep your pace under control. And particularly at the start of the race, when you're full of all that energy and synergy and, and uh, you know, the gun goes off and everybody takes off and there's a tendency to go out a little too fast. If you're thinking of the relaxed power glide, and keeping your breathing under control, you'll also keep your pace under control. Because the people, if you look at all the world records, yeah. the world records have all been set when the athlete has run an even pace all the way through. It, it's People right. try to run a negative pace sometimes or try to run a little fast and put a little in the bank. That's not going to work. The best way is to know your current level of fitness and then try to run at a nice even pace throughout the race. John, uh, just to wrap up here, so uh, edmontonmarathon.ca, the announcement will be at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, just just in case uh, something yep. needs to be adjusted on Sunday. Hopefully it doesn't because of the air quality. you got about 5,000 people total between yep. the 5, 5 10, 000. half and yeah. full. If you're sitting at home saying, I'm not entered, I would like you to do You can still this. enter. You can still enter. Come go to the, the shot tomorrow. Go to the shot tomorrow. Take in the action. If you don't want to run, just just go down and take in the action. Meet a soldier. Meet the runners. Uh, cheer know, along. i got to say, cheering along the course helps oh, the runners. So because, powerful. Because, you know, you, people... People, I know, high five, it takes my mind off yeah. 
And there's nothing like the sound of the name (laughs) of your name being called out that makes you any athlete inspired to run a little faster. Uh, And running room, it's running room dot is running room dot com. Running room dot com. Running room dot com. John, it's this is always such a pleasure. We got to start doing it more than once a year. I think. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, you you run more than once a year. We we pick another race. Yeah, we'll we'll pick another race and do it then. Oh yeah, that's Canada Day. Speaking of hills, two big hills on Canada Day. (laughs) John, thanks for coming in. Great read. Great to have joined you. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. We have a uh, 19-7 lead for Ottawa over Winnipeg in the CFL. Two minutes left in the first half. Yankees lead the Blue Jays 7-5 in the bottom of the seventh. Eskimos and Alouettes tomorrow, 7 o'clock kickoff. Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Our pregame show starts at 5.30. Noon announcement uh, about the air quality if uh, if they're thinking about doing anything. 10 a.m. announcement tomorrow from the Edmonton Marathon for Sunday's uh, various distances if they uh, need to uh, make any modifications for Sunday. Also going on this weekend, the uh, Pride of the North Side 4-on-4 street ball tournament. The guy behind that, uh, former U of A Golden Bear Andrew Parker. Andrew, how's it going, buddy? I'm being, I'm, I'm loving life right now. I'm just at the court, actually, that you just called me. I'm just at the court watching kids play basketball. So I'm loving life to the fullest. Uh, what, what court are you using for this one, Andrew? We're using the Londonderry Outdoor Courts, but we also bring in two extra NBA-style outdoor hoops that we purchased about six years ago. So we've got four courts going the whole time and lots of age divisions playing on those courts. And this is, the, this is 10 years for the tournament already? That's right, 10 years. I came in the game as a 25-year-old, fresh out of, University of Alberta, actually 24-year-old, and now sitting here 10 years later with a kid, a kid on the way, <laughs> and a bunch of students and a bunch of teams, and it's, it's been fun every single year. Where are you teaching again? I teach at Emmy Lizard High School, so shout-out to all the teachers and the principals. Shout-out my principal, Kim Bax, for holding me down and all these endeavors that I do outside of actual teaching. Kellen, wasn't that your school? That was, yeah. yeah. Our, I, our went stu- to, I went to ME. My brother went to ME. Yeah. My older brother went to ME. So it's like a family-bred type school. And yeah, my, my uh, studio producer, Kellen Kennedy, uh, went to ME, and I think he was the mascot at when, in high, his high school career. He was the voyageur. Yeah, so th- there you go. He was or, uh, yeah, he was the mascot there. That's awesome. Andrew, what, what, what prompted you to start this? Like, I know you're, you're huge into basketball, but what, what prompted you to get this street ball tournament going? Right, myself and Jared Patrick, about uh, 10 years ago, we were playing on Edmonton Energy, and uh, we were running basketball camps together at the time. And just kind of a way to summarize the end of practice, and or, sorry, the end of uh, summer and all for our camps, we just wanted to have the culminate the tournament. First year, we were, had another location in mind, but I suggested Londonderry, and then we've been able to go from Londonderry for the last 10 years. So it just started as us being professional athletes coming back to the community and trying to help out. So it's four on four. Is it full court or half court? And why full did you court. decide? Sorry, it's full court. Mm-hmm. So why did you decide to to do that format? I mean, a lot of time it's either three on three or five on five. Why did you go Great. with the four on four? Well, basically, this is what the community dictates. Like every single kid that plays on this court, boy, girl, young, old, knows that it's four on four for the run. So rather than change it, change something about the community. Why not let the rest of the city see how our community plays this game with four on four? So it's a little bit of our culture that they get to see and they get to come and bring their culture to our neighborhood as well. Andrew Parker joining us. Uh, Pride of the North Side 4-on-4 four four Street Ball Tournament. Uh, you mentioned, so Londonderry, uh, what, what are we looking, all day? When's a good time for people to go check it out? 
Well, we go from about 9 o'clock to 4 p.m. on both days, but from about 12 o'clock to 1.30, we have the slam dunk contest, the three-point contest, and that's usually when a lot of people like coming out. we got some incredible high flyers here. A lot of young athletes, Archbishop O'Leary kids, Emmy kids, Rashef kids. Uh, we've got some kids from Harry Ainley actually popping through from the south side, so we're just going to show a lot of support to these kids in these contests, and from about 9 to 4 is when we'll be going down. And are, are you watching the smoke as well, or do you think it'll be okay for hoops here? It should be okay. Like right now, we got three courts going, literally. Okay. Three courts going. And on the third court, we have a, this young lady here playing, working on her game. So, yeah, I think I think we should be okay. I mean, Northside, we've been protected from it thus far. Okay, good stuff. Uh, I got to ask you, Andrew, since, the, you know, we, we always talk uh, basketball, um, I mean, is it is the upcoming NBA season, is it just all about the California teams, the Warriors and the Lakers, or what are we going to watch here? I would tell people don't sleep on the Boston Celtics and definitely don't sleep on the Philadelphia 76ers. Also, we got to give a shout-out to the Raptors. Hopefully Kawhi will be able to come through. There's a lot of mystery going on with them in San Antonio and what he's been getting into on the mental state with him, of course, Popovich. But I think maybe Toronto's a good change of scene for him. Hopefully he can help this team get back to the championship caliber. All right. And are you playing this weekend or just organizing? Oh, I cannot <laughs> play basketball anymore. I am fully retired, and I okay. want to watch these kids do their thing. <laughs> I've had my years of dunking. It was fun. I just want to watch these kids do their thing. All right. And you got a website people can find out more. It's andrewgparker.com. Did I get that right? Absolutely, www.andrewgparker.com. And then there's a tab there that says Pride to the North Side. You can check out all the teams involved. You can definitely check out the schedule and see if you have some friends or some people from your alumni. A lot of people have been coming down from different schools in those Edmonton just to watch kids from their alumni. So, yeah, andrewgparker.com, it's all there. Andrew, I love having you on the show. we got to try to talk more often. All the best this weekend, man. Have fun. Thank you so much. Have a great day, brother. That is Andrew Parker checking in on Inside Sports. So you can also just, uh, so andrewgparker.com, you can just Google Pride of the North Side as well. Man, we covered a lot. Uh, enjoy the Eskimos game tomorrow. Enjoy the Fringe if you're getting out there. Uh, I will be back on Monday if you are running any distance on Sunday. I wish you all the best. I hope it goes great. Besides Andrew Parker, you also heard from John Stanton, Ken Davison, J.C. Sherritt, Adarius Bowman, and Dave Campbell, who's also the producer of the show. The studio producer is Kellen Kennedy. Ottawa now up 22-7 on Winnipeg. 11 seconds left in the first half. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Today's Friday. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.